So, Peter, what are you? A snowblower, a shoveler, or a hire some guy to do it for you? Guy. Okay. Because it was gross today. Absolutely gross. Uh, well, Lara shoveled today. Oh, my so God. That, uh, so you, that made me happy. You're a manipulator then. No, I'm not a manipulator. It was her turn. <laughs> you manipulated her. Why is her that a manipulation? No. It was yeah. her turn to do it. Oh, her turn. You were the man of the house. She's a fully functional adult. She's a man, man of, the, of house. the house. She can shovel. She can mow oh the lawn. She can do God. things. Those are these. There are okay. There are like four things the man does in a house. No. Oh my God. What does the woman Most do? Topic. Cook and clean? No, just just my turn. <laughs> my show. My show. It's a not man. Yours. It's a man's show. Okay. You mow. You shovel, you take out the trash. That's like those are man things. Those Not are all things, things that a grown adult can do. You know what that okay. makes a woman feel like? Incapable. Well, not in my house because those three things just get left to me. Oh, are you trying to tell me that Hadley's not just itching to take the garbage <laughs> no, out? No, they're oh, I'm not. Shocked. I don't think anyone itches to like do the laundry. That's oh, right, dude. I hate, I hate mowing the oh, lawn. Oh, I okay, hate great. The lawn. Or I, cook. Oh, oh. I would do the laundry, but I don't do it good enough, or I don't do it right. So fine. I do my own laundry. Lara does her laundry. Oh, okay, great, great, great. We're Jake getting to know a lot. Jake and I do both of each other's laundry. Oh, cute. <laughs> wow. No. Nope. <laughs> Back to the shoveling. Um, I so when when Lara doesn't shovel, do you shovel, or do you like have a neighbor who shovels for you? Okay, so it's more complicated. So than you that. just don't shovel at and all. No, Next. it's more it's more complicated than that. If I get to it at night, I'm more of a go out at like ten thirty and shovel. Yeah, I will do my neighbor's walk on both sides. Nice, good for you. Because he always beats me in the morning. His name is Tien. Uh, he and his wife Bin are Poor both thing. Um, Vietnamese. They bought their house in Frogtown like thirty years ago. Their <laughs> son, their son, I'm bragging about my neighbors. You leave me alone. I got a question a about neighbors. This is good. Uh, their son Kevin is at Stanford on wow. almost a full ride. Uh, they grow the greatest. Gar- I would almost call it a farm in their backyard. And yep. They give us vegetables all the time. And TN will wake up at like five thirty, and I can hear him out there at six a.m. Shoveling. shoveling the walk. So we try to do it for each other. Okay. Whenever we can, but so he beats me to it. Most I would of the neighbor. Time. This this leads me to a great neighbor question. Do your neighbors ever wonder if you and Lara have split up? No. Because I get that all the time. I live in Frogtown. <laughs> Nobody asks anything about that. I get that all the time. Every spring, people go, "Ah, oh, I thought you left Debbie." I'm like, "Why?" Because because you're never here. <laughs> Oh my god! I was nope. gonna say something mean, just but now winter. I'm not going to. Just winter. Sorry. I feel yep. like it, I feel like it would be the other way around. Why? I don't Debbie know. comes and goes. Goes to the grocery store. Because you don't shovel. Thing. You I, use a snowblower. I don't use a snowblower. What? I have a service who comes and does the driveway. <laughs> That's so much worse. That's so much that worse. worse. <laughs> I, uh, but they there are like they have this like one inch rule, so I gotta get out there when it's less than an inch. So today was borderline, so I did it, and sure enough, they showed up 15 minutes later. That happens to me all it the time. It was all slush this it morning. It was slush. Though, right? It was yeah. yeah. It was a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, it's you don't enjoy the feeling of strapping on your boots and your mittens. I do, I do. I just don't have time. I just don't, I do. I don't mind doing yard work. I love it. I hate yard work. I don't mind it. I would rather do yard work in the winter than the summer. You know what I do love? This show. It's going to be killer today. It is going to be a killer. Let's subscribe and download. Let's see if Kayla can hit the right button for the intro. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the girls' high school. Her ice. 
podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota. And Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. Now, here's Peter and Tony. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Wow, we're on a roll. Yeah. A good cold open. Good cold open. I got and some she hit really... the button, the right button. We like got she's two for two. And we've got a great interview. That we're gonna do today I'm with excited. one of the legends of the, the girls' I mean, high like, school game. He is like OG. If, if there was a Mount Rushmore of girls' high school hockey coaches in the state of Minnesota, he'd for sure be one of the four. Which one do you think he would be? Would he be Washington, Roosevelt, Lincoln, or the other guy? I think he'd be Roosevelt. Really? No, no. He'd be he'd be Washington. He'd be Washington. Who'd be Roosevelt? Oh man, a bull moose. Yeah, with a great Amber mustache. Heglin? Amber Heglin? And very poor eyesight. Amber no, Heglin. I've never seen Amber wear glasses. No, I'm just saying, like, she'd be four, I think. There's got to be a two and a three. Well, that's, that's a good topic for That me. is a good topic. It's a good topic. It I, just, a I have so much respect though. for Amber Heglin just because she was a pioneer. She's awesome. Multi-sport pioneer. She coached. She's a teacher. She's, she's awesome. I've never met her either, and I have a lot of respect from her from afar. How's that? She's a wonderful person. She's always had time for me after games. Yeah. When I awkwardly show up next to the locker room with my <laughs> notebook and my pen. Hi. Yeah, I know. You won tonight. Can I talk to you? <laughs> Do you have a minute? I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back in the gamer days. Back in the we gamer don't do gamers days. gamers anymore. They don't exist. They, they don't do anything. No, they don't. No one reads them. Sorry, no, g- gamer lovers. Sorry, gamer lovers. So, quick shout out to our sponsors of today's show, uh, Summit Orthopedics, Red Black Leagues, which Dave is a part of. We'll talk with him about that. And finally, Jack's Cafe, a classic. Um, I was uh, walking with my buddy Joe Janice, which we do every Tuesday and Thursday, and he's like, well, yeah, I go to Jack's Cafe for my birthday every year with my parents. I was like, Every year he goes, yes, yeah, since I was like 20, my my mom and dad take me and my wife and they're for dinner. I go, how do you like it? He goes, oh, I get the same thing every time. And he went through the whole deal with me and crab cakes. And it's just, it's fun to hear that the, that there's this place stretches so many different generations and has fed so many people. Um, for our purposes, I always like to uh, call out teams to think about having your banquet there. They got the gigantic bank facility. It's swanky. It's, a plus nice. facility, great parking. You're gonna show up, you're gonna leave. It'll be the best banquet you ever had. Check out Jack's Cafe, jackscafe.com. It's a lot better than having your banquet at Chuck E. Cheese. It would be, or a church basement. Where did you have your banquets? Ooh, Southwest. We had it at a church. I won five hundred dollars at, at in nineteen eighty six. That's like five thousand now. Is that when you started paying somebody to shovel your walk? No, I I, uh, I won the raffle. I won the raffle. And people were pissed that I won the raffle. Because they hated you or because a kid won it? Because a kid won okay. it. And it was legit. My I didn't sell all my tickets. So then I put my name down and ate the. I had to pay for it. 
My parents wow. didn't pay for it. I paid for it. And um, I won the raffle. My senior year, walked out of there with 500 Banked it. It was great. Wow. It was really good for college. That, that was a good start for my college. Well, good for having you. Having that. So. That's nice. We did ours at uh, Hearthside Pizza on Rice Street for the first couple of That's years. That's cool. Our youth banquets are always at Carboni's 25th and a half in Lindale. Mm. And, 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 and Hennepin. It's always got to be something with pizza. It was you know, great. Kids got to eat pizza. Fantastic. But I think you got to up your game and go to Jack's Cafe. For sure. You know what? We should also up our game. You want to run down our uh, our weekly rankings? Yeah, I'm really interested to hear this because there's some results of games that I don't even know. I oh, was, trust me, I, I was chatting some with some parents last night, and they talked. It was the it was the Hasslers over about at Benild, and they were talking about something. And I'm like, yeah, we had our, our game against Stillwater, and I was like, I literally looked at Josh and Nicole and went, "Who won?" <laughs> Just we did, and I'm like, oh, of course you did. You know, that's how when you run at an event, sometimes you miss some of those little games at the bottom of the top ten. No, it's okay. I didn't miss it. I moved them up. Oh no, and you now did. I gotta I'm move them back I, down. You did, but I didn't. I missed it. Wow. So uh, the top four remains the same: Andover, Minnetonka, Edina, and Gentry. Uh, top five actually remains. Could you the just same. put that in cement? I mean, all the way. Like, I could just stay there the whole year. It could, or I could just move them around based just on for how I feel that day. I don't know. Your rankings were absolutely hilarious this week. The spelling test one. I that's need a true therapy. Story. I mean, they're, that's good. Those are fun. I wish you would write. I them mean, a little differently, only, but they're funny. Man, there's only they're funny. so. What do you mean differently? What's wrong with them? Because you're so special. You're like a millennial, and you have to write your rankings different than everybody else on the website. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to. We have an order. I'm you know, not going to put the table together, uh, and you pull the commentary. Man, you know, I have to do a little. My I'm my own. Do you want me rankings. to do less? Because I've asked you to do less before, and you say no. No, yours are fun. You're and no, I am not fun. following somebody else's template. Oh my god! Imagine that. Else. Imagine that. No. Imagine you not following Maple Maple Grove number five. I'm a snowflake. I'm a snowflake because <laughs> I want to write something that's not this team beat this team and this team beat this team and you know what? That's great. Actually, my request would be just have them done earlier. Okay, no, moving no. on to number five. It's not a Monday unless I sleep until noon. Uh, Benilde St. Margaret's at number six, Hill Murray seven, Moorhead eight, Rogers nine, Holy Family ten. Holy Family was new to the rankings this week, and now they, they will, will stay. move up yep. after beating Benilde last night. Benilde will probably drop a little bit, and I think I'm going to knock Rogers Rogers' goodbye. Bye-bye. Rogers is out. Yeah, I hung on to you as long as I you could, did. Rogers. You did. I'm just interested did. who you're going to put in there. I have, not two, a lot of, I have two teams written down here that I would consider as receiving votes. Throw them down because I want to argue. Uh, Blaine. Yes, that's a good one. And Champlin Park, Coon Rapids. Yeah, I was thinking those. I was thinking Champlin Park. Okay. Well, they just beat. And then where's is Blake in there? Blake's not in there yet. Blake is. They're, they're around. They're hanging around. They're around there. They're definitely they're hanging around, around there. Uh, Class A. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that didn't change. Uh, <laughs> not at all, right? Warroad, Orono, Proctor. That's why I think you got to do a top ten next week because Holy the five Angels, is so boring. Crooks, then, of course, it's boring. Let's but have if some you're excitement. Trying... You've now seen Dodge County and South St. Paul, so now you can do a top ten. I had this conversation with somebody else. At what point are we throwing jello at a wall and hoping something sticks? It's fine. Just do That's it. That's ridiculous. You're just lazy. That's ridiculous. Lazy. Uh, received votes Mountain West Tonka, Delano Rockford, Mankato East, and South St. Paul. Well, Holy Angels. 
Yeah, they're number four. Oh, they're number four. Okay, all right. Yeah, it stayed. It stayed the same. Crookston. Um, I think they're they five, had, right? Yep, they're God. five. And then Orono and Proctor are down tied. That's like a big ass gap right there, isn't it? Well, it's a big gap between Warro to Orono, Proctor, Hermantown, and everybody else. Ah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's a big gap. And did you see the gap last night after watching a few of these teams? When really? You wa- when you watch? No. When you watch them? No, because South St. Paul is, and we'll get into this with. When we get a, well, yeah, and we get games of past. We'll talk the, about them too. They're the yeah. So I don't want to cannibalize right. that. But I agree. I got a lot to say about South St. Paul. Right. I and I got a lot to say about the Holy Family Benilde game. Benilde outshot him like three to one, and it was never close. Like and then they lost five to two. Yeah. I mean, it was like thirty, <laughs> it was like thirty eight to seventeen or something. Gross. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And people are like that's the game where shots and goal means absolutely zero. Absolutely zero, because the Benilde shots were, and I'm sure Coach Gray would Point admit shots. this, they were just totally from perimeter. And, his, and at, at no time during the game did I ever feel Sedona Blair was sweating. Okay. That's interesting, because I felt the same way about South St. Paul, but it felt like their perimeter shots were done with intention, where we're going to shoot from the perimeter, and then we have three girls standing okay. on top of the crease ready for a rebound. Are those shots low, like below yes. the knees? Yes. Do they have people in front of the knees? Yes. Nets? This is about to become That's, a is about to become yeah, a Lily. It's it. a Lily Pockle stand show after this. I'm, I'm all for Lily Pockle. They shows. were they were just they were perfect shots. If perfect they make shots. it to state, you have to find somebody else to interview cuz we've already used oh, we already got, played there, there so we've already many. played our Lily Pockle. Well, you card. got Delaney Norman who's okay, been there I'd take that. since the last ice age. Yeah. She's been their starter since seven. No grade. jinx. No jinx South St. Paul. No jinx. Don't jinx them. Nobody's going to keep up with South St. Paul. All right. Well, they're in Chicago. And Chicago's had some good games this year, so they won't keep up with South St. Paul. All right. Uh what else you got? That's what I got for rankings. I mean, there will be some shuffling at the bottom, but I hate to say it, we're not even to Christmas, and I think that the top three or four teams in both classes are pretty much set in stone. Yeah. And no, I will not stop making jokes in the rankings. I No, don't worry. I I loved your rankings. Uh, Well, this will take us to our interview with legendary coach from South St. Paul, Dave Palmquist. We now welcome on South St. Paul girls high school head coach Dave Palmquist. Dave has been coaching since water was wet and Moses was in short pants coming off a big win over Dodge County. Coach Palmquist, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you guys this morning. All righty. I'm going to start you with a fun question before Tony launches into something here. I'm going to rattle off four nicknames that I can refer, well, five, that I can refer to you to during this interview. And I want okay. you to tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Uh, Davey Palm Trees. Davy Palm Beach, Davy Palm Mall, Davy Palm Quistador, or uh, Dave. <laughs> Davy Palm Trees. Davy Palm Trees. All <laughs> right, he's gonna play along because he's a good sport. Oh God, <laughs> you probably heard all those before. Have you actually? No, not all of them, but oh, I get God. a lot of those. Probably. If you had heard <laughs> Palm Malls, then that'd be something. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, with all the kids that I've worked with over the years, I've heard in middle school kids. Yeah, I've heard a lot of different things. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you are officially our third guest. Is it third? Yeah. Well, second this year. We had Kelly Panic on last year. Oh, well, okay. So. so technically our fourth, but you certainly have the longest resume. Oh, yeah. Of any coach that we've talked to. You've been at South St. Paul since 1994. 
Do you ever feel old or is age just a number? Um, I'm starting to feel it a little bit here. It is hard to believe. 29th year here at South St. Paul, and I was seven years at Minnehaha Academy for that, so 36 years. This is my 36 years as a head coach, and it doesn't seem possible. I, I still feel feel good, but it, it it is the age is taking its toll for sure. Uh, you can just look at right here. So, um, <laughs> but still loving it as much as ever, and having a blast with the kids. So I know you're from Hibbing, Minnesota. Talk about your background playing there. What what where were you playing, and how, how did you fit in with the Mick? It had to be a Micheletti at some point well, through your life. Very interesting question. So I was born up there in 64. So okay. that's my age. Yep. And I lived up there to like 69, 70. My, dad, oh. was a, my okay. dad was a Lutheran minister. So those guys, um, the Michelettis, the Hooper brothers, you know, that Hooper twins. Dad, yeah. yeah. Hooper twins. I mean, that would have been my group. I, I, then we moved, my dad took a church down here in the cities and we, I moved to Columbia Heights. So then Columbia <laughs> Heights. Was yes. DJ Haller, Reggie Miracle. Reggie, Mal, Reggie Miracle, DJ Haller's. Tommy Peterson, Tommy Pelkowski. Yep. Um, yeah, that was those guys were one year younger than me. Um, so that '83 team, Columbia Heights, that was the kind of group of guys I grew up playing hockey with. Yeah, that is a classic. There, that's yeah, that's a lot of classic. A lot of fun. And, yeah. and Reggie Miracle was. It was funny because Reggie was never the goalie coming up through youth no. hockey. It was Matt Tashner, a kid. We were always up a squirt goalie, a peewee goalie. And then all of a sudden, Reggie Miracle came along and had that had that big big run for the Highlanders. You're, you'll like this, and I always qualify this during our boys show when that, that somehow that comes around, right? People are like, oh yeah, big, and they always say Columbia Heights upsetty down. I'm like, if you know anything about youth hockey back in those days, Columbia Heights was the best team. They were always number one. They won those group won as Bantams. I'm like, and I kept telling them like, that's not an upset. That is not an upset. TV is telling us an upset. You guys are thinking it's an upset. Columbia Heights was amazing hockey program back in the late 70s and early 80s. They were. You know, Columbia, in Columbia Heights football, I think in 79, they won the state class double uh, A football. John Alt, the big, right? The big, yeah, John Alt. Um, those guys were legends in Columbia Heights. Um, but yeah, so I was there through ninth grade at Columbia Heights, or eighth grade. I played Bantams. Then I went to high school at Minnehaha Academy. And who was and then, the coach? Um, who was the coach of Minnehaha? Then that was Bruce Hendrickson was my coach. Okay. And Bruce and I are still real close, sold me my first house. And um, he uh, then hired me right out of Bethel. I was 22, 23 years old, one-year assistant with him and 23-year-old head coach. And I don't know how I did it back then, but somehow we made it. <laughs> did you ever look back at the young Dave and go, man, did I make some mistakes? Oh, my gosh. I still touch base with some of those Minnehaha guys in 88. Actually, um, Terry Vandewalker, who just took over the St. Olaf men's job, he played for me, I think, in, I want to say, like, 89, 90, 90. 90. And, um, I mean, he he called, and, and like, and he, he's really complimentary about, oh, it was great having you, Dave. And I'm going, there's no way I was a good coach back then. Don't say that. <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I appreciate Appreciate those kind words, but I mean, somehow we got through. And I mean, I, I went to a lot of gopher practices back then, back at the old barn uh, at Mar uh, was yeah, Williams was Mariucci. Arena. By 89, Mariucci. it was Mariucci. Yeah. Yeah. The old barn. I'd go down there and watch gopher practices um, to try to learn some things. But yeah, somehow, somehow we did it. Wow. So you'd consider yourself a better coach now, hopefully, obviously. 
as I've already said, you've been around forever. But I want to ask you about the connections between Hibbing, Columbia Heights, and South St. Paul. Because to me, they all feel fairly similar insofar as they're blue-collar communities that take an absurd amount of pride in their high school athletics. So would you say that's where you feel most comfortable and that's why you've been in South St. Paul for so long because it is that type of community? Yeah, I would say, I mean, you you know, you put on you put on that Packer jersey and there's something like, I always tell the girls, I say, hey, when other teams look across at when you're standing there in that blue line, there's something about that Packer jersey. Uh, it just means hard work, grinding it out. And um, I mean, I, I've loved it here because of, um, you know, everybody, you know, puts on that sweater and they play with a lot of pride and it's a very close knit community. The things that go on here, I mean, these kids, they're all at my house. They're all friends of my family. They're we're, it's just close knit. I mean, it really is. I mean, I live a block from the high school. Um, the arena then one mile down the road. Um, it's, we're all family. Um, and we're dysfunctional, <laughs> just like a family. We got problems, we got issues, but I'll, at the end of the day, uh, Packer hockey, just, uh, people step up and make it a great experience for the kids and for me. So it's great. The, the last few years you've coached with your son. What is that makes that takes family to a completely different level. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, uh, I worked with Pete Edlin who with, uh, first 18, 19, 20 years here at South St. Pete Edlin. Actually, I coached his son at Minnehaha Academy and, he, uh, in 94, kind of really was a big push for me to come over to South St. Paul and really was pushing for me to get the head boys job at that time. Didn't get it. Things worked out great. I got the girls job, first ever program here. And um, he retired in 2012. That was right after we lost uh, in the championship game to Breck in double overtime. And then uh, I needed a couple of assistant coaches. I had a couple of my former players fill in for a couple of years. And then Josh, my son, has been with me the last eight years. Um, and then my daughter helps coach the JV with two of my former players. So an all-female staff on our JV, he, they, uh, they've been with me for about the last four, five, six years. So it is a family deal, and it, it's great. It kind of rejuvenated me for sure, uh, and it's, it's awesome to be around them every day. How have you managed to keep a staff like that together for so long, especially at the junior varsity level? Because your teams always seem to have a fair amount of eighth and ninth graders who maybe at a bigger program would play on that JV. So those players on the JV, they, re they need development. They need coaching. So how have you managed to keep those coaches there for so long? Well, I do think that, I mean, I think we see a lot of coaching changes, right, these days. I mean, I think there were 25 new female coaches this year, something like that. And I think there is something to keep in that continuity with a staff. And um, that's one thing that we've been able to do at South St. Paul. I mean, the fact that, you know, my son, when we're in the car or with my daughter talking about hockey, it's a, you know, dad, can you imagine going to some other school and coaching? And you see this regularly. Uh, a person that's, you know, all of a sudden is at a different school, putting on different colors and representing. And it's really hard for me to imagine that. So to keep my, keep, everything here in South St. Paul through all these years and keeping these um, people all on staff. There's something to that. I think that's a benefit to a program. I mean, I know there's probably people that it's time to go, Dave, it's time to go, but uh, <laughs> it will come. And I uh, don't know when that day is, but it's great to have the same staff. I think that's great for a program. So, so between the three of you on staff, who is re most responsible and you can take credit for this. That's fine. Uh, for essentially turning 
your top defender into a point guard on the ice. You go from McKenna Deering to Lily Ramirez to this year Lily Pockle. They don't really have a position. They just kind of stand uh, somewhere near the top of the umbrella or the bottom of the defensive zone and do their thing. Hey, I we are have been so blessed. I mean, it starts big back when I, for, you know Ashley Albrecht in two ninety nine to two thousand one was Miss Hockey. Somehow we have really had and those great defensemen are hard to come by, and they really run the show for your team. You see what Lily Pockle did last night. If, you know, I mean, she just the greatest breakout is go get the puck and skate it out, and that's what she <laughs> can do. That's what McKenna Deering did. That's what Lily uh, Ramirez just did. Now, you know, displaying her talents at Minnesota State, but. I don't have I don't take any credit for that. They're just great players. I probably am on, on them pretty hard. I was I was a guy that kind of had a reputation. I didn't even want to come back. I, a lot of my former teammates go, I didn't even want to come back across the red line and help on defense. And now I just I, that that position is to me got to have great defensemen and Lily Pockle is, is in the line of great defensemen that we've had here. Very fortunate. Well, I, I hope you don't take I'm sorry, Tony. I no. know you got a question. I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But the South St. Paul program doesn't have the numbers that a Minnetonka or an Andover does. So do you think that, you know, being forced to cook with the ingredients that you have, has that allowed the coaching staff to maybe leave those defenders out there for longer than normal and let them fill a bigger variety of roles than, you know, skating backwards and poke checking and hitting the wing on the breakout? Yeah, most definitely. If you've got, if with the numbers low and battling those every single year, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're going to play, I mean, if we got 10 kids that can play, I mean, those 10 kids got to play. And I always go back to, um, I mean, when I got to South St. Paul, I'd love to hear as a hockey guy, the old stories of Phil Housley playing, and he never came off the ice. And these girls of recent years kind of re- are reminiscent of, I mean, the, they got the old timers told me Phil never left the ice. And I mean, when your best player, it can be out there. Lily Pockle last year and Lily Ramirez against War Road in the state semifinals, they probably played, you know, of the 50, 51 minutes, they play 48 of the 51, and they can do it. And at the high school level, these kids are amazing how much endurance and how much strength they have. And they're young, and we're going to play them. They love it, and they're, they're doing a great job for us. Peter and I are big high school girls, high school fans, and this show is just picking up steam each year. Each year we're just getting more and more people into the game, and we, we love the game. And one of the trends that we see, and, and you're, you've, you've seen a longer – you have a longer tail, you know, of of watching high school hockey at the girls' level. Uh, educate us a little bit because it seems like there's – it seems like the number of teams is shrinking every year. And I, and I scream about it on this show that, you know, it's just not good enough to be 15 and 10 and losing the section semifinals. You know, player A or B has to leave and, and go play at a superpower. And now the superpowers are merging and merging and merging. And pretty soon we're going to have four teams at each level. There's frustration for us as – followers of the game. Do you feel that at South St. Paul a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I feel like um, the way the landscape is changing, there's so many more co-ops, big schools unable to sustain themselves. Uh, every year we just, you know, we look at our future rosters and just, you know, every year is a new year. What, what do we got coming up next year? And it, and it is a battle. Um, and I feel like um, I was really fortunate to be in head coaching in the state of Minnesota at a really good time. And it is concerning looking forward, you know, how's this going to look for the new coaches in the next 10 years, you know, is, you know, what's a hockey going to look like? What's double a hockey going to look like? Um, the, 
the the old I think every coach would want to have, you know, community based programs. We even see the best of the best programs. They're reaching out and getting new kids from other programs. And so um, the co-op thing is more and more. And as we've talked many times, um, you know, we want to think that hockey's growing, but I, I am concerned that it's it's kind of going the wrong direction for us right now. And and we need to we need to do something about it. It's interesting. It, 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 the game is growing. If you look at the girls' hockey numbers from five years ago and ten years ago, there are way more girls playing hockey, which is exciting. But the number of teams at the high school level is shrinking. It should be the opposite, and it that's and it it just gets to the point. I think maybe some kids are dropping off once they hit that fourteen year, fourteen year old level. What what's the what's what's the formula here that we're missing? Well, we with the the top teams, you know. The, the big schools are growing. The big schools got the numbers. And, you know, you look at the western suburbs. I mean, those programs are growing and are big. On the east side, you got, like, a private schools now, like Gentry and Hillmarie. I mean, these, team, these teams are growing, and a lot of us are just dying for numbers. And you do see on the girls' side, a, a, you know, a girl hockey player typically, you, you see this with the, with the top players. If you haven't made it by eighth, ninth grade, I mean, Eighth, ninth graders are dominant forces for a lot of programs. Um, and then what happens is when they're not making it by that age, 10th, 11th, you're seeing a lot of programs, and I've talked to a lot of coaches, then they, they drop out because they, they get discouraged because they get bypassed by the next wave of U-12s coming through and that type of thing. So that's that's kind of concerning uh, for sure. So, And then you run into situations where a program – needs numbers and there are talented players at the 12 a level so as a coach you're kind of caught between how do i keep the veterans invested but i've got really talented 12 a's who would not improve playing another year of youth hockey i'd like them to play high school but your your program has seemed to struck yeah, seem to balance. have struck a nice balance between playing the middle schoolers and the freshmen versus the the older kids well we try to but we certainly like i you know we're a seventh through 12th grade program i mean every year i mean we look at i mean we're seventh through 12th and we had about we had 28 skaters and three goalies this year which is a good number but this will be my largest class of um, nine seniors um but we've got we'll have numbers next year um but we just got to keep and we you know like you said with the coaching we just got to keep improving our players if we want to keep being relevant on the in in the state of minnesota which we have been able to for 29 years, and that's what we want to keep going. And that's my that's my my biggest goal is to keep this program going as, um, and sustain as long as we can. Uh, first way I got to know who Dave was was on TV. Uh, you've done some play by play or color commentary between period work with the state high school tournament. How did you get involved with it? And 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 that's a different challenge, right? We obviously do this type of work every day. Walk through those challenges and memories of doing that over the last, I don't even know how many years you've done it. Well, it, good question. I, uh, in 2006, we were actually in the state tournament. I think it was the first year they moved the XL and we were in the state tournament. We actually won it in class A that year. And, um, my wife had said, you're getting, dude, you must have had a new TV contract with channel 45. And, um, my wife said, well, hey, you've been around the longest with girls hockey. They were going to start doing the girls. And I went down, I think, to 45, checked in that I'd be interested in doing it. Dennis Silva, the executive producer down there. Former executive got, producer. Yeah, well, he's not there anymore, isn't he? No, he's no. that ended in the COVID year, too. But yes. that, he was a great guy. Great. So yes. good to me. And, uh, but my wife said, go down, 
got a chance to do the girls' state tournament that year uh, while we were in the A. So I would do the double A then. Um, and then I think it was um, White Bear Lake, great player, um, was doing the broadcasting oh, for the boys' side of things. And he got sick. So they said two weeks from now, the boys is starting. Somebody can't do it. it was maybe um, Brian Bonin, maybe? Brian Bonin. Okay. Brian Bonin. He couldn't do it. So I filled in 06, and I was there for 16 years. And no way. Just a blast. And um, But I would tell my wife, I go, could you ever, you know, I only do it once a year, right? When that red light comes on at noon on that first day, this isn't what I do. You're like, it was it, it, it was traumatic, but I enjoyed doing it. I um. I remember talking to Kevin Gore. I remember calling him one day. I was out at the section finals talking to him on the phone. I said, give me some insight. What can I do to be a better commentator? And he was just like, hey, you're the coach. Give them the perspective from the coach. What's going on in the locker room? What are the players thinking? What are the coaches thinking? Strategy. And that just really helped me uh, kind of just, that's what I'm going to talk about. Be that, give that perspective as best I could. And it was really, really fun to do. I, I'll give you some feedback. As I was watching you over the years, I'm like, how can this South St. Paul girls coach tell me anything about this boys tournament? <laughs> so that was my first reaction. And no, don't shame take that wrong, on right? you. I'm, I'm giving it honest here, right? But every year you just grew and grew and grew. I'm like, this guy's good. He's, he's, he's into it. He knows his stuff. He's prepared. He doesn't go too long. I loved it, Dave. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was it was a blast doing it. And I worked with great people. Those guys were great. Tom Hauser, you know, uh, it was great. It was great. Well, I, I'm glad that we're in that uh, that year range because I wanted I was looking at the banners last night at Doug Woog and I thought class double A class double. That one says class A. So you won double A in 05, correct? Yep. And then won single A in 06. Yeah. What was behind dropping down to single A? Um, yeah. And so, um, no, we were, um, we had a dominant group those early two thousands. Um, we had, um, I mean, certainly before that, I mean, we were in the first state championship game in 95. We had to get through the Roseville, the curtains, the Broads, Natalie Darwitz in 97, 98, 96, 99. We beat Chrissy Wendell and Natalie Darwitz in two back-to-back games. So we had good teams. Um, Lost a heartbreaker in double overtime to Jefferson in 99. Then we didn't get back in 01. We lost to a Blaine team in the semifinals. And we knew we had a special group in 01 coming. There were a bunch of eighth graders. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie Fisher, Fisher, Ashley Young, um, Felicia Nelson, Ashley Albrecht, Laura Mueller. I mean, a bunch of great kids. Amanda Storr, Bam Storr. Um, and they were great at the youth level. And a lot of those dads helped coach. John Young played at Michigan Tech. Yep. Um played with the Minnesota, Minnesota Moose. Um, he was just, um, all those guys made a big difference having those dads coach their kids and really teach them how to play hockey. And they were great. And we had a great run. I mean, we had an 86 game on beaten streak during that time. We won in 02 and 03 back to back. 04, we had an 86 game on beaten streak going into the state quarterfinals. Um, lost to Eden Prairie, came back in 05 and won it. And I think the big thing with administration and everybody, I mean, it was just, we lost a lot of great kids. And realistically, like South St. Paul, I mean, we're the perfect class A school. I mean, if I could play double A, I true. mean, golly, I, I wish I could. I mean, my boys still don't understand back in those days, we were beating the Dinas, the Stillwaters, the Blaines. And in a lot of, in some years, we still could be competitive. But 
we made the decision to go up in 06. We we won again. It was crazy. We scored in the last minute with a full goalie and then beat Warroad in overtime like three minutes in, and we won again. Um, so it was crazy. It was, and it's it we're right where we should be, and it, it's been great for the kids. If it's about kids, it's been great. It's a perfect place for us. So, Well, it's a perfect place for you, and we're going to wrap things up here, but i got to wrap it up with where's the perfect place to get a burger and fries before a Packer game? Is it Bugs or is it Al's? Dave Palmquist with the verdict. Um, I'm going to say Al's. You're going to say Al's. All right. And I, and I, and I bet both places are great, but <laughs> that's <laughs> a very diplomatic answer. Paul, they have good food down there for sure. All righty. Well, maybe someday we'll meet up with you at Bugs or Al's and we'll continue hearing stories. Dave Palmquist, South St. Paul High School head coach. Thanks for being on. Yeah, I appreciate all the work you guys do. We'll be in touch and hopefully we'll see and talk to you down the road. Thank you, Peter. That was an awesome interview you put together with Coach Palmquist. Thank you. The interview is brought to you by the Red and Black Leagues. Uh, thanks to the Red and Black Leagues, all the people involved in the league put on great leagues for both boys and girls high school players in the spring and the fall. Check them out at redandblackleagues.com. That was nice. Thank you. That was nice. If, I, I, had a, if I had a child, they would play in the Red Black League. Uh, if I had a child, I'd want her to play for Dave Palmquist. Talk wow. about just like authentic. What a guy. Great answers. Great coach. I mean, the track record kind of speaks for itself. The fact that he lives a block from the high school. <laughs> like it, That makes me feel so much better about looking for houses to buy in South St. Paul. I know, if, there's like, a guy named, if there's a guy like Dave there. I could just hear the violins playing as he's walking down the street in Mayberry towards he's, the high school. Yep, right there. <laughs> I wonder if there's an Aunt B in Dave's there's life. Gotta be. There's an Aunt B. I love it. I love it. That was cool. That was good. There were a lot of games in the last week since too, we lost. Almost too spoke. Many. Yes, some good ones. I want. I I, I like to compare mine significance versus your significance. You read. I'll check your work. Did you know that comparison is a thief of joy? It is. I just learned that mm. in the last three months. Right. Matt Jasper said that to me once, and I was like, <laughs> "That if that ain't the truth, <laughs> it's totally true." All right. Well, let's roll through them. Uh, Maple Grove over Eden Prairie, three to two in overtime. Very significant because later on we'll see another score that will transcend how big a gap there is between the top four teams and the rest of the state. Did you know that transcendence is a thief of joy? No, it's not. Just comparison. Dodge County over Owatonna, three to one. I did not have that Southern one. Southern Minnesota I did not have action. That one. But that's double A and A. It kind of matters, but kind of doesn't. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Benilde St. Margaret's over Stillwater. This was the win that pushed Benilde higher in the rankings. For four now. To three. For now. Yeah, next week it'll change. Um, do we learn anything there? I, I feel Not like really. I feel like Stillwater's just almost on the back treading water. Yeah, if there were if we had six burners, they'd be on burner five or burner six right now. They they'd would be, not be they'd up be on the front. burner that is just perpetually a pot of boiling water, <laughs> unseasoned boiling <laughs> yes. water. Oh, Moorhead over Brainerd Little Falls, nine to one. Kind of literally speechless, aren't you? Yeah. After that score, I am. The revenge was exacted by Moorhead oh. after losing last year in heartbreaking fashion in the section final. 
Yeah, they didn't forget. No, they didn't. They did not forget. But and it also tells you how big the divide in HAA is. True. War Warroad. Whoa, 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 Warroad over Mound West Tonka eight to one. The Warriors put another thumping on a class A opponent. Yeah. Um I it unbelievable is what this team is. I mean, they're so deep. Just so deep. The top three have combined for over a hundred points. Already. And we're just past Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah. We're not already. even to Christmas yet. I know. Not surprised. Proctor Hermantown and Orno tie two to two in the battle of who gets to be number two in class A. Yes. Yes. Um that's a significant game. And it, it, it again it 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 solidifies that top three so firmly, I think. It's like the four five game is almost just kind of a matter of <laughs> right. And I think South St. Paul might be one of those four five teams. Yeah, they'll probably end up as a four five. Yeah. Uh, Mankato East over Laverne. Assuming four to three they beat in- Sasago to go to state or whatever else in their section. So. Mankato East over Laverne four to three in overtime. Sounds great, right? Like if you don't know your sections, like oh, that's a section battle. It's not a section battle. Um, however, it's a very important five oh seven score because that is the two best teams, save for maybe New Ulm, uh, in girls. A in the 507. Well, I think it marks a bit of a winning streak for Mankato East. No, it doesn't. Just back-to-back wins. No, they lost. <laughs> two two wins since losing to Litchfield Dassel, right. Kokato. Right. Minnetonka over Edina, 4-2. to two. I, Again, we I think we both got that right in our pick-ems. I, I would assume. Kayla, did we get that right? We both picked. Which one? Minnetonka uh, and Edina. Minnetonka and Edina, yes, you both picked Minnetonka. Ooh, it, it was like, when's the last time, I think we went on our show, when's the last time you and I picked against Sammy Reber Cowger ever, ever? It's never happened. No, it's becoming a habit, though. Yep. Uh, Hill Murray over Rogers, 5-1. to one. Rogers can't score. Yeah, and it just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a Rogers fan, you might as well just like turn the volume down until you get to the near end because it's not going to be a good show for the Rogers fans. No, it's not. Rogers officially four and four on the season, and they have scored twenty two goals in eight games. They had a lead against Edina, and they haven't been the same since. I think they won twenty games last year. Yeah, and returned almost everybody. Yep. Woodbury over Eastridge, one to nothing. You know, intercity again, rivalry. It's about all it is. It's kind of like reading the Duluth, <laughs> Duluth Marshall two-two score, which we're not going to read. But it's like it's that's really all it amounts to because these two teams are in section four, and section four is a wagon. Wagon. You know? and there's three good teams in there, and it's just I don't think there's room for this. These four, these teams with really gaudy records in a fairly easy conference, and uh, I just think that that's all it's going to be. All right, moving into games that were played last night. I will reserve the two games that we went to for last. Sure. Uh, Maple Grove over Elk River Zimmerman, three to nothing. That's about right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's about right. Shout out for Danny Strong. Did, did you pick about your upset special this week? Was that my upset I special? I think it was. I'm assuming. Mine it was. was canceled. Aw. I think every game Moose Lake plays this year gets canceled. <laughs> 
Um, Blaine over Rogers three to one. I think we've already beaten the dead Rogers horse there. <laughs> yeah. Someday it I'll is. do a deep dive on how many times they have, they've they're having one goal. They're having trouble on both ends of the ice right now. Yep. So now I'm going to have you tell me about Holy Family Vanilla. You well, were there. You have can, lots can of I opinions. I have my South St. Paul. You have uh, a lot of opinions. Can I have my South St. Paul program really quick? Oh, the, okay, that's fine. So this is my South St. Paul Dodge County program that I picked up when I arrived at Doug Wugarina last night at 6.30 and realized that uh, I forgot my camera. And Peter, who is going to be going. significantly late to Victoria, where my, which is close to my house or closer to my house, I had you turn around and go to South St. Paul. So you get to do that game. I then returned to my house to find my camera on my kitchen table where I left it and went to the Benilde, um Holy Family game out in Victoria. The score was tied 1-1 to when I arrived at the end of the first period. And... Benilde looked to be, at least on paper, controlling the game. It was one-to-one, but out shooting them like 10-to-5. And from that point on, it was all holy family. They scored three goals right out of the shoot in the lat in the first like five, six, seven minutes of the third period of the second period. And it was really, it wasn't really a hockey game after that. I mean, Benilde scored late. I think Lulu Rusinski got a goal late in the second. And then Taylor Keppel added an empty netter. But not much action other than the six-minute span early in the second period. Um, The action, and I'll get into it a little bit more later, there was more physical action in this game. And I've seen a lot of girls' games just this year in that game in two periods that I saw than I've seen combined the rest of the year. I will not name names. If you're really, really interested, you could probably figure out who this player is by reading a box score. You'd have to scan it pretty hard to figure it out. But after two significant hits that were not called penalties, so part of this is on the officials, not all of it, part of it is on the officials. I'll say 30% is. Uh, A player from Holy Family literally clenched her fist and Muhammad Ali punched a player on uh, Benilde in the head. I mean, I've never seen it. I'm like, I've never seen, I've seen pushing and shoving in girls hockey. I've seen trips. I've seen knee on knee. I've seen check from behind. I've seen every form of malicious play. I've never seen a girl just cold cock. And I'm sure that the player from Manild was goading, as the player's father said, the player into it. But nevertheless, I've never seen a haul-off punch in head. How was the punch? Pretty good? Yeah, really barely connected. But it did connect. It did connect. Could she box? I have no idea. I could. I was like, okay. and I looked at, there was like a team manager from Holy Family. I go, did that just happen? She's like. Yep, that just happened. Could she deserved that, and then she goes, she deserved it, though. Or She was kind of backing up her teammate. I'm like, regardless, she did punch her in the head. Could that player's anger be better directed towards a boxing class? Probably. Okay, all yes. right, all right. At the yes. Victoria Recreation Center, there's got to be a boxing class somewhere. And then somewhere along the lines, I got to be a uh, photographic instructor. One of the parents of uh, the team was... Had a brand new Sony A7, nice. and I became a teacher of the photograph. I took a gave a photography class last night as well. So. That's when I say just put it on P. <laughs> 
she and should. hold it down as hard she as you should. Can. But yeah, there were some. <laughs> she just knew, and I was. I didn't need to get that many great pictures from the game, so I was happy to help. Yeah, well, I'm glad you got out there and saw some of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it more detail. Some some of my thoughts about dirty play. In Tony's tough times, uh, and now we know that there is a a possible welterweight champion uh, roaming the yes. <laughs> roaming the ice for yes. Holy Family. Yes, uh, I did take in the South St. Paul Dodge County game. I got there two minutes into the first period, and Dodge yes. County was already up one to nothing. They scored like as Dave said, in like first fifteen. They seconds. scored very early in that game, and then after the first period, which ended one to nothing, Dodge County. It was the Lily Pockle show. Lily Pockle scored twice in the first three minutes of the second period, both fantastic plays, uh, skating the puck all, almost all the way up the ice. The second goal, she picked the pocket of a Dodge County player, walked in on Ida Huber, who's a good goaltender, mm-hmm. goes From backhand and beats, uh, and beats Huber to put the Packers up 2-1. to one. The final ended up being 3-2 to two South St. Paul while out shooting the Wildcats 44-13. to 13. So last year when Chisago moved into 4A, it feels like we just gushed Chisago and then they lost. I feel like we're gushing South St. Paul. Are we going to reverse jinx South St. Paul right now? I hope not. I feel like we are. I hope not. I don't want to jinx teams. I feel like we jinxed Chisago last year a little bit. Nah. And, and there was really no jinxing because South St. Paul just took yep. it to them last year. They uh, The sentiment I walked away from the game with was that was a great class a hockey game and let me explain when you watch some of these class double a teams like in andover or minnetonka or sorry i mentioned the unmentionables right uh the game can kind of there's so much talent on the ice and so much polish with the players that the game that that the games can tend to be a bit robotic a bit uh on autopilot because the teams are so good everything is so systemized yada 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 in the Class A game, there's a little bit more variance between line one and line oh, three. huge. So you get a Lily Pockle, who's a Division One talent, and there might be a couple of girls on a young Dodge County team that could go Division One someday. But you're not looking out on the ice and seeing go for commit, go for commit, go for commit, go for commit, go for commit. Yes. So there's some actual variety in levels of play, which for me makes a much more entertaining game. I say the same thing about peewee single-A hockey. There's... You know what I mean? You have you, you watch a, a Warroad team and they have good players or mm-hmm. I just love watching it because it's there's there's a lot more excitement. There's a lot more I hate to say it, there's more a lot more errors, unforced errors. You know, and, and it makes and it those, more it makes it, makes it so it much way, more exciting. <laughs> I agree. I totally that's my point. That's why I love whenever I see a Pee Wee single leg game, I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be good. This there's gonna be some kid who's gonna go crazy. There's gonna be a you know, stud out there and it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, I would also like to give a shout out to whoever played the impression that I get by the mighty, mighty boss tones after the game. I don't know if that's South St. Paul's victory song or if they do that after every game, but I heard that and my head started bopping, my knees started shaking, and I was in a happy, happy place. Anytime ska music is played in a hockey rink, my day has been made. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say your day's been ruined. No, I agree. I was going to be so mad at I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to. Ska music is. Number one on my list for playing, listening, pleasure. I think we would get you probably sued don't if even I know what it is. Right now. What ska music yeah. is? Yeah, it stands for small kitchen appliances, right? No, it doesn't. I had a friend 
who knew somebody who had a band in high school and they played ska music and their mm. name was ska small kitchen appliances really that's cool i like that yeah it, yeah, it was cool ish i guess any song any rock band who can throw in a trombone or a trumpet or a saxophone that's my kind and of make band. it sound as badass as the mighty mighty boss tones well that's hard that's wow. hard all right well once we change out of our Jenko jeans um, and stop talking about bands that were most popular in the 90s, we can move on to games of the future. How's uh, that sound? And who is our sponsor for that, Peter? Summit Orthopedics. If you have a torn labrum, a torn ACL, or a broken heart, Summit Orthopedics is there for you. The surgeons at Summit Orthopedics, an incredible bedside manner. Uh, I've never torn anything, I've never been injured. But you've had many broken hearts. But I have had many broken hearts. I have a feeling I'm sending out a refund check to some orthopedics <laughs> after that read. <laughs> or a broken heart. What? I'm Casey Kasem. You're trying. Who the hell is Casey Kasem? <laughs> a DJ. You know who Casey From what? Kasem is. You know who he is. Don't try to pretend like you don't. I know who Casey Kane is. Casey Kasem. He was a DJ. Sure. America's sure top 40. Summit Orthopedics, they do great work over there. I know you had some surgery done on yep. a shoulder, and I'm sure as I grow older and my body starts breaking down, I will be venturing over to Summit Orthopedics for some operations of my own. It's so funny. Summit kind of touches all age groups. You know, you have young athletes that get hurt, um, and then you have your weekend warriors and at your middle age, but they also service a lot of people that are elderly as well and that are you know, have a nagging pain or, you know, some type of acute injury that they want to feel better. So they have, they kind of span the, span the whole age demographic. So anybody who has acute pain, I was watching one of our ads, oddly enough, last night, uh, one of their ads on one of our broadcasts. And the doctor said, you know, if you're limping for two weeks, you should probably come in. Your body isn't set to limp for that long. You know, I was like, yeah. You know, some people just kind of put up with pain. If you have a nagging acute pain, check out summitorthopedics.com. The other thing I like about Summit is that the the surgeons there know what they're doing because they've been in that situation before. It, when you interviewed Dr. Delaney at the Eden Prairie Community Center, he, he looked like an athlete. Oh, he yeah. He played high school athletics college. I believe he played, played in college, college too yeah. so he knows what it's like to go through some of those injuries and to have somebody who is uh, familiar with the emotional um stress that goes along with going through those injuries that pays massive dividends every one of the doctors i've met super specialized super focused on a specific joint or body part so check out summitorthopedics.com Alrighty, I have two notes here before we get. I got into, one too. Okay, I just, I just looked okay, one up. Okay, okay, okay. Go, you go first. Okay, these uh, are all player notes, and they're good. They're well, one of them's a name you hear all the time, but two of them not so much. Congratulations to Cloquet Esco Carlton getting its first win of the season last Thursday, three to nothing over Hibbing Chisholm. That's weird. Why is it weird? Because it's they were in the state final, like. Three years ago. Well, yeah, and then the coach at that point warned Courtney us. Owen. Warned she did. Us that, she totally uh, did. It was going to be a lean few years here yeah. for the Lumberjills. Uh, my other shout-out goes to Mara Pellin, the International Falls goaltender. She has faced 471 shots through nine games, 72 more than the next highest <laughs> goaltender. She stopped 
403 of those shots so far. She is a sophomore. What's the goalie's name at Andover? Totally drawing a blank on her right Courtney now. Courtney Stagman. Courtney Stagman probably won't face 400 shots in her career at Andover. <laughs> Sorry, Courtney. That was not a slam on you. It's just like it's so – it's a turn of the tables, right? Yeah. And she does face more than that, but, you know, it's kind of a – Eye-opener. Um, I'm going to do my weekly. I don't know if I do that weekly. We'll call it the weekly KVB watch. Uh, Cameron Van Batavia now up to uh, 26 points in eight games. So just a little over three points a game. She needs 78, I believe, to get to the state record, which means she's pacing right now at game 23. Game 24. It's getting close. close. You're cutting it a little close. And no rip on Laverne, but let's read off their opponents. This isn't exactly a murderer's row. New Ulm, Wyndham, Fairmont, Marshall, Wasika, Austin, Mankato East, and Minnesota River. They're playing so many players from last year's 12B team. Yes. They're on that team? Yeah. I, I, I shudder to look at that. They were good though. They won state. They, so no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're playing a lot of young players though. I remember eighth I, graders. I was looking at their player stats the other day, and I was like, I remember announcing your name 10, One, 15 two, times three, during Dangle Fest. Five, last year. six, seven eighth graders on that team. Yep. This one, Emma Sarloose. Was there's their a Cass- goalie? There's a Cassidy Sarloose too. Cassidy with a K. Yeah, yeah. So that's a young <laughs> team. Eight eighth graders. Did I say or seven? One, you said there were two, seven, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Yeah. So maybe when as they find their skates as the season progresses, those scores will turn into double digits. Yeah, actually, Emma's a ninth grader. Izzy, uh, I'm sorry, Cassidy is an eighth grader. For, there you go. For Laverne. All right, our Summit Orthopedics games of the future, starting with Thursday, December fifteenth. Orono and Holy Angels. Dun dun dun. Okay. Um I think Orono's stronger. I'm gonna go Orono. Okay. I'm also gonna go Orono. I do like this matchup though. It's two top five class A teams. This yep. could be a possible statement game for Holy Angels if they can pull off the win. If they win, I don't know where I slot them in. I know. It's hard. Maybe two, 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 three, two, three, somewhere around there. Do we have our results from last week? I won again, I bet. I win every week. Um, You actually tied. So I didn't lose, so I'm a winner. I don't think that counts as winning, but. In my books, it does. Do you want a quick recap? Yeah, let's go to a little recap. Okay. Benilde St. Margaret versus Stillwater, four to three. Benilde, Tony wins. Moorhead, Tony and Peter picked Moorhead over Brainerd Little Falls. It was nine to one. Yep, we got that. Proctor, if you were listening, we already talked about. I it. know. I'm just telling you all the game <laughs> picks. Okay, I'm just add kidding. up the tallies. All right. Proctor Hermantown versus Orno. You tied. You both picked separately. Yep. Edina versus Minnetonka. You both picked Minnetonka and won. Rogers versus Hill Murray. Tony won that one. Five to one. Hill Murray. <laughs> Benilde St. Margaret versus Holy Family. Uh, you both picked Benilde and Holy Family won. Oh, man. Wow. Stinky. Our faith was not rewarded. Stinky. <laughs> Crookston versus Bemidji was canceled. Dang um, it. Laverne versus Mankato East. Peter picked Mankato East. Yes. Four to three win. That's the one I got wrong. Yep. 
Yeah. Rozo what? versus Holy Family. Peter picked Holy Family, and he won that one five to zero. I take Rozo. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think you were going. What was I thinking? I don't know. Um, never bet against the Remick is what I kept thinking. That was bad. Bad <laughs> Never advice, follow. Peyton. Never follow your heart. So it ended up being what four is and the four. Banging. I don't know what is going on. There's, there's some banging. It's, it's there's there. like a Jesus. There's a lumberjack in the next room right now. Oh it ended gosh. up being a four to four, but your upset specials. Peter did not win his upset special. Elk River over Maple Grove, zero to three. Uh, Chisago Lakes over Moose Lake was also canceled. So I know. Like I said, Moose Lake has probably played two games all year. So you tied. Okay. Aww. I won. All right. Game two. Is that what you Congrats. were looking for? Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> all right. South St. Paul, Chisago Lakes, also on Thursday. We've kind of preluded this one. Is this one up in Chisagoville? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go South St. Paul. I'm going to stay safe. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to say South St. Paul. I love what I saw out of the Packers last night. They have an identity, and my le- this, I promise, this is the last thing I'll say about South St. Paul. What right. impressed me so much is how they play the puck with their feet. Dodge County is a team that likes to stretch the ice, long passes. They started flying a wing to the South St. Paul blue line midway through the second period. And every time they tried to connect on one of those long passes, a South St. Paul player got a skate in the way. Good. It was crazy. A lot of soccer players on that team. All right. Uh, you didn't like the one that I picked for Friday, so we'll skip it. Okay. Saturday. Ooh, Which one was Saturday. it? It was Orno Gentry. I just didn't think there was enough to. It's okay. It's your show. Fight over. I mean, show. I'll for sure take that, and I'll take Gentry, and you can have Orno, and I'll it's win not a picks pick again. It's not a pick I know. You didn't like it. No. Saturday is shaping up to be one hell of a day for girls' high school hockey, starting with a noon tilt between Hill Murray and Minnetonka. That's a good game. Yes, it is. Do I dare do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Hill Murray. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Give me Minnetonka. I'm going to go Hill Murray. Uh, so going from noon to two fifteen, Proctor Hermantown, Benilde, St. Margaret's. This is turning into a bit of an annual rivalry. They played game. last year, and Benilde thumped them, thumped them, thumped them bad. Um, boy, I, I'm kind of tough. I'm going to go Benilde again here, okay? Just because I'm going to go like transitive property. Didn't Benilde thump, thump, uh, or at least beat Warroad? They did. Yes. So I'm going to think that they're going to own Class A here, and they're going to beat Proctor Herman. Okay, I am also going to take Benil. Oh, I like the Red Knights on home ice. Red Knights on home ice. I thought for sure you would, you know, fall for that one. Uh, 3 o'clock, Edina Maple Grove. Not a pick but we're just discussing it. Be uh, on YHH, and we're not sure if you are broadcasting it or not. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, if I That's think great. Jeff Papis is our our main guy, right? please tell me it's Jeff. The, the A team, which is Jeff Papis, is doing it. If not, you get B team. I'm going to be out of town this weekend. What? So, yeah, my son is graduating from Iowa State. Oh, congrats, so. Jakers! All right, yeah. Now he can come home and take over the family business. <laughs> no. No, don't say that. Why not? Why are you so adamant that you don't want him to take over? Because I think that your children should make a name for themselves and not work for pops. That's just my take. Mm. 
Fine. Okay. Uh, Holy Family and Moorhead. We didn't really talk about the Dyna game other than... we the, It's the battle for fourth. The four seed? It's the battle for fourth in the rankings. It's a four seed. It's an interesting game, though. I don't know who's going to win that game, but um, we did... Why did we leave that one out? Because we switched it with a different one. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's going to be a good game. We switched it with this one. Holy... I think Dyna's going to win that game, though. Not that it's... You a think so? I do. I just do. Okay. I, I think, guess that's I think fair. it's the green breezers. I think the girls from Holt from <laughs> are going to look and they're going to see those green breezers and they get, you know, kryptonite. They get, uh, they start hearing footsteps. Holy family, Moorhead. Mm, we just saw Holy family. At Moorhead. I think the northern officiating is going to benefit Moorhead. They're going to win. I think holy I could really go on the crapper this weekend. This I think week, holy way. family is the perfect. You mentioned officiating. If the officiating lines up with Moorhead, it lines up with holy family as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is the most. That is the greatest setup to. I wish this was our last game because that's a perfect setup to Tony's talks. Well, <laughs> it's going to be a rough and tumble game. I honestly, it is going to be rough. I want to go to that one. Yes. I think I could charter a jet up to Moorhead mm. just real quick. No. Dang it. All right. We'll put it on the company card. All right. Um, And you're going, who are you picking? You're going Holy Family. Yeah, I'm going to go Holy we Family. We had a ugh, good one. I'm, I'm going, going to get, family. I think I'm going to get pumped this week. Uh, uh, I'm going I'm to claim insanity. And I'm going to throw one more at you before I move on to my upset special. Okay. Lakeville North and uh, Northfield. Great game. This would be a one double A. Section seeding game. I would say this, and I think both coaches for these teams would agree that neither of these team teams have lived up to their preseason hype or potential hype with Lakeville North. Um, and I think a win in this game for either team will be really good heading into the second half of this, their season. Right. Um, oof. I'm going to go Lakeville North. I think they've been less disappointing than our friends at Northfield. Okay, I'm going to go Northfield. I knew it. I I knew it. Knew it. I knew it. All right, maybe I can get an upset special game played this week. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go first. I'm going to take Litchfield Dassel Cocado in the Wright County Conference is going to win another big game over a Class A perennial power. Mound West Tonka. Going Lich Dassel C versus Mound West Tonka. The notorious LDC. Yes. All right. For my upset special, I'm going to Elk River. No. (laughs) Blaine. Nope. All right. Keep going. Keep going. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. Large associations (laughs) and trying to call, you know, disguise it as as an upset. I'm going to take Champlain Park, Coon Rapids over Maple Grove. I consider that an upset. Maple Grove generally thought of to be the favorite in 5AA. They're ranked fifth in the state. As of right now, Champlain Park, Coon Rapids is unranked. Do you hate Maple Grove? You've picked over them. <laughs> no, they're just, a, they're just a really trendy team to pick against. I love that. Just the look on her face was just this devilish. You I'm gave like, me this look. She's and I not thought, pointing that a devilish look at me either. I, I like this because it's usually at me. I thought you were going to say something like, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I Someone else been, did that I today. I would have been really upset. Oh, come on. Don't ruin it. 
Jeez. Oh, it's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> 90% my fault. 90% your fault. I'm going to take the Bluebirds over the Crimson. Now, if that happens, all hell breaks loose oh, in 5AA, and it is just, a, it is just a banana rodeo from it would here just, on out. It would be absolute ugliness. We talked about Forest Lake um, losing to Woodbury. No, and we which, didn't. I know, but you and I did before the show, oh, and yeah. and it, it struck a chord with me. Like Todd Gutterman was the coach there. Since he's left, Forest Lake has had a slow decline, right? right? And at the same time, he took over Champlain Park Coon Rapids a year ago, uh, right after being an assistant at Andover for at least one season. Yep. And what's noteworthy here is Todd Gutterman's record with Champlain Park Coon Rapids has been astounding, to say the least. His attention to detail, his love for the game. Shout out to Gut here because they're turning things around, and and I think they got another good class of kids coming in next year. We much mentioned that all the time. I'm not going to say any names or months on the calendar, but I think they're <laughs> going to be very good next year. Well, they'll certainly get some. There's they're still fairly young this season. Sydney Bernovic is a freshman. She's had a great freshman season. Uh, Kylie Aswegan, I believe, is another young player who's on the blue line. Uh, and you're right. They got some players coming up from next year's uh, 15As. Right now they're skating with, with the Blaine. Blaine. And they're a top five team. They are. So reinforcements coming for Champlain Park, Coon Rapids. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for our show. This has been the audience growth in our show from a year ago to today has been spectacular, Peter. Um, I still needed to be better though. Still needed. Yeah, to tell be a better. friend. Tell I'm a friend. Serious. I'm serious. I'm not saying tell a friend from our sake. Uh, we will be fully sponsored with or without the growth and listeners, but I think our content is well thought out and well thought of. Um, I get calls. Um, I had a, a Division One coach say these words to me this week. He said, "You guys care more about this than most." people do in our program exact words and i was like yeah well, we think your division one program here in minnesota if it's successful we're successful because we have something to talk about you know so if yale wins the national championship is, is that is that really exciting Boo. to us or northeastern wins the national championship Boo. A team from minnesota like umd or st thomas or minnesota it has all these Minnesota players that we've been covering since they were in 10U is really good for our website and really exciting for our website. And a lot of these kids playing right now will be there next year or two years or three years from now. And that, that's why we care so much about these programs. And because they deserve it. Absolutely deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you ready for Tony's Tough Talks? Tony's Tough. Yeah, I'm looking at this Blaine roster, and I'm looking at the girls that will end up playing for CPCR next year, and it's uh, pretty Oh, you're, they're 15A. They're 15A. It's pretty darn it good, good, though. It is good. So here's Tony's Tough Talks. I'm going to get a sponsor for this next year, by the way. It's gonna we be also like, need it's gonna be like, theme music It's going to be like a it. sandpaper, 3M sandpaper, Tony's Tough Talks. All right, we talked a little bit about the blow to head yesterday uh, at the Holy Family game. But it's not just that game. I hear re constant reports of chippy play at the girls' game. And the boys, too. But this is kind of a boys-girls take. And there was a bench-clearing brawl last night in an Armstrong-Cooper-Providence Academy boys' game. What do, what do they and, have to fight about? And here's the thing. There is no 
I, I hate to use this word. There's no overlord at the MSHSL who can suspend players or does suspend players. There's no governance. The only player at only players who can get suspended for Armstrong Cooper, Holy Family Girls last night, or in Providence Academy is the specific school. There's no conference overlord. There's no state overlord. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I think it's really dangerous. Very dangerous not to have some type of, like even in district hockey, in Minnesota hockey, if you have a 5 and a 10 penalty, you have to serve multiple suspensions. You have to go sit, sit in front of the District 3 board or the District 10 board. Or if you get a 5 and a 10 in District 10, you don't just get one game, you get two games. There's actual rules and there's people holding people accountable. There's no accountability for cheap play. And when there's no accountability, what's going to happen, Peter? Somebody's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. So this is kind of Tony's tough talks to the high school league. Like, hey, this is not just hockey. It's probably going to be other sports too. You need to put something in place or children, our children, are going to get hurt. And the referees are under way too much pressure. Don't, way too much pressure. Don't to do wait this. for the oh no moment. Correct. Do not Correct. wait until there's a player laying face down on the ice who cannot move. To go, oh, yeah, geez, maybe we should institute harder, harsher penalties for this stuff. I agree. Don't I agree wait for it. Well, it's been a wonderful show again. Thank you, Peter, for putting this bad boy together. Bad boy. Um, fun steal. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Jack's Cafe, Red and Black Leagues, and Summit Orthopedics. For Peter Rodney and Kayla Jill Franz, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool